Let me help illustrate this. A, a few weeks ago, I bought a computer. Uh, turn me down just a little, if you would, please. Uh, I went to buy the computer, and I was at Best Buy, and I was talking to the guy, and uh, I was looking at all these different computers, and he came up to me, and he asked me a good question. He said, uh, what do you plan on doing with a computer? What do you mean? He goes, are you a gamer? No. Are you going to be like using it for, for downloading and email and all kinds of stuff on the internet? Yeah. He said, are you going to be like cutting DVDs and, and doing all that kind of stuff? And I said, I don't think so. He goes, all right, then let me steer you into this computer. And I said, okay, time out, time out. Talk to me here. What's going on? He said, well, it's real simple. He says, you find out what the purpose of the computer that you're going to use it for, and then we match you up with the same computer so it'll do what you need it to do. That's a great concept. And it's a lot like parenting. Do you know what your purpose in parenting is? And I think if you don't know what your purpose in parenting is, you're probably going to wind up lost and you're going to get lost in the day-to-day because you don't really know what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to navigate through this. And this is true not only for kids, but for grandkids. You've got a purpose. If you're a grandparent or even a great-grandparent, you've got a purpose and a role. Okay, let me, let me go back for a minute. Let me take you all the way back. Um, before you had kids, why did you have kids? Why? Now, I know it probably was just like, oops, it happened for a lot of you, right? It wasn't the kids. It was the fun in having the kids, right? And we know that half of all kids are born to unwed moms. I don't think these unwed moms said, hey, you know what? I think I've got a great purpose in parenting. Is there somebody out there that can help me? Okay, I just don't think that's how it goes. And I think what happens is we wound up, you're pregnant? What? Am I ready for this? And have we ever stopped to think, what does it mean? What does it mean to be a parent? And what am I supposed to be doing? Because if I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, then I never know if I got there. And I talk to a lot of parents who are going through a lot of guilt and a lot of issues and a lot of struggles because they really don't know what they were supposed to be doing. Let me give you two thoughts. And I really believe this is what God wants for the purpose of parenting. Number one, train up kids for eternity and then train them for life. That's your job. God gave you kids. If you had kids, God gave them to you because God wants you to train them up so that they know Jesus Christ and they're ready for eternity. That whenever Jesus comes back, or calls them home, that they're ready to meet Jesus. That's your primary role. Don't miss that role. <laughs> Number two, train them up for life. Do your kids know how to do the laundry? Do they know how to cook? Do they know how to clean up after themselves? Do they have self-discipline to get their homework done? Do they know how to, are they trained up so that they can face whatever it is that they have to face in life? That's your job. And I think sometimes when we don't understand that's our role, we get all messed up. Start turning, if you will, to Deuteronomy chapter 6. We're going to see what God has to say about this. Deuteronomy chapter 6, it's on page 130 in your Bibles. 
you may want to grab a piece of paper and a pencil or just a pen and write in your Bible because I'm going to help you on what God wants us to do and give you some very concrete things that God would have us to do. See, our kids are a lot like computers. Now, I know that may sound like crazy. Do you know when you buy a computer, it doesn't come blank, does it? It comes with all kinds of stuff already in it. And you have to know what's in your child's. You need to understand them. God already pre-programmed them. God already gave them gifts, love languages. God already determined how long they're going to live. God has a plan for their life that's instilled from the time that they were born. God has a plan and a purpose for your child's life. And when you get that child, it's already in there. And there's also, like our computers, when we buy a computer, there's all kinds of junk loaded in there too. Well, you know, our kids come the same way. There's all kinds of sin and junk that's in there too. And we have to help learn what that stuff is that we have to help them take out with God, because only God can take that out. We just have to help them. And we have to know what we have to input into their lives so that our kids can become everything that God wants them to become. And what I see is a lot of parents that are just running crazy. We did a survey here last year. Said, what is your family facing? And they said, craziness. That, that's what families are. They're facing that because they're running in all these different directions. They're doing all these different things. Their kids are involved in so many different activities. And they've never stopped once to say, why are you doing this? Is that what all your kids need? What are you doing? And why? Okay, Deuteronomy chapter 6. Moses is teaching here, and Moses is talking to the people right before they go into the promised land. He's teaching them. He writes, these are the commands, verse 1, these are the commands, decrees, and laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Lord and the Jordan to possess, so that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you, and so that you may enjoy long life. Okay, let's go back and unpack that just a little bit. So Moses is teaching here, saying, these are the commands, decrees, and laws God directed me to teach you. So he's just saying, look, I'm, I didn't make these up. He's saying, I, I didn't just create these. God specifically gave these to me to give to you, and now he's delivering them. Verse 2, so that, what's that next word? You, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live. Just, just let's look at that. Where does it all start? With Say it louder. You. It starts with me. Your parenting starts with you. Your grandparenting, because this says you, your children, and their children. Your grandparenting starts with you. 
I think we miss that. We're so busy trying to train up our kids, and this is what you need to do, and this is how you need to do it, and this needs to be your attitude, and this needs to be, and we go, time out. It doesn't start with them. It starts with me. And if I don't get the first one right, then I would imagine that dealing with my kids isn't going to go well either. And dealing with my grandkids isn't going to go well either. You see, you and I have to come to grips with this. Parenting starts with me. Look at verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord. Say it with me. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Okay, stop there. What does God want from you and me? Say it. Love. Are you sold out for God? Do you love God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength? Now look at the next verse, verse 5, verse 6. These commandments, to love the Lord our God, that I give you today are to be upon what? Your hearts. Parenting starts with my heart. And if I don't start with my heart, then what I do as a parent isn't going to go well. And I can't look at my kids and pass the buck and pass the blame and talk about their hearts and their attitude and their actions and their, unless I get my heart right first. And if I get my heart right, then I'm impressing upon them what God's already doing in me. And then it goes better. Because look at verse 7. After it's on my heart, verse 7 says, then impress them on your children. Impress what on your children? What God's doing in my life. See, when I have a love for the Lord with all my heart, soul, and mind, and strength, then I take that love and I start impressing that love on my kids. And someday on my grandkids. But if I don't get it right, what am I impressing on them? That's open for discussion. What are you impressing on your kids? What are you forcing them to do? What are you forcing them to be? What are you pushing on them? Your thoughts? Your ideas? Or God? And God's ideas? You see, I told you they come pre-programmed. God has a will and a purpose and a plan for your kids. And God strategically placed them into your care so that you would discover what God is doing in their life and take them individually. God doesn't cookie-cutter anything. Take them individually and like a sculpture that's made out of pure stone 
it already has everything it needs and you're just like chipping away and chipping away and, and taking the edge off of them and smoothing this down. You're not instilling who they are. God already did that. You're just trying to bring out of them what God already put in there and then help them to become everything that God wants for them. And that's your role. And sometimes we're trying to force ourselves onto our kids to be everything that we weren't. But our kids are going to learn what we do. See, it's kind of like, that, you know, the little skit that Kurt and Austin did. They did a great job. You know what Austin learned? When he has kids someday, get in their face and yell at them. That's what Austin learned. Isn't that right? That's how you treat your kids. Get in their face and yell at them. See, whew, is that really what we want to teach our kids? Because that's what happened. The reason why it starts with us is that if God gets a hold of your heart, then how you deal with your kids is going to be different. And you're modeling parenting. What's going on in your marriage? You're modeling marriage, and you're teaching your kids by how you live your marriage how to be married. You teach your kids how to discipline by how you're disciplining. You're teaching your kids the love that you have for God based upon your love for God and your priorities. Your kids are learning all those things. That's what they're learning. Do we have that straight? we got to start with us. we got to start with my love, my love for God. And then I have something to impress on my kids, that love for God. And that grace that God showed me, am I showing that grace? That forgiveness that God gave me, am I showing that forgiveness? And I'll be the first to tell you, sometimes raising kids is really hard. We've got a couple of really challenging kids. And we've got two very compliant kids. And every day I'm amazed at what my kids can bring out in me. <laughs> I'm amazed. I can go from having a great day to instantly having a really bad day. Like, how did you do that to me? But they do that. And you know what's always amazing? Is what it brings out in me, which always tells me what's going on in my life. See, we should expect them to make mistakes, mess up, do the wrong thing, be immature, mess up 50 times, say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing, act the wrong way. We should expect it because they're learning. But what about us? Turn over, if you will, to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. I'll get you a page number here. Ephesians 6. Oh, there it is. Page 829. Let me give you maybe just some things to, to write down, simple things, about your role as a parent. There's a lot of L's, so it makes it fairly easy. Number one is live. 
Live your faith. Live it. Model it. It's all about how you live your life. Be conscious of how you live your life. Be conscious of when you yell. Be conscious of what you do because your kids are learning from what you do. Number two, love your kids. Love them. Do you know your kids have a love language? God wired them so that you can love them in a certain way. Don't expect them to learn how to love you. You learn how to love them. And we need to adjust to our kids. Number three, the Lord. They need the Lord in their life. They need you to bring them. Kids can't come to church by themselves. Kids usually aren't praying by themselves unless you taught them how to pray. Kids don't pray before meals unless you teach them to pray before meals. Kids don't pray before bed unless you teach them to pray before bed. Kids don't open your Bibles unless they see you opening up your Bible. Model your faith, and your kids will pick up on it. Faith is caught, not often taught. It's often caught. Number three, uh, number four is learn. Learn about your kids. Your kids are wired in a certain way. Learn who they are. And then the other L is lift them up. You know, when you find out who they are, start lifting them up. Now, there's a couple more things, but let me talk about the learning and the lifting for just a minute. Uh, last night, it may sound kind of crazy, but we became parents again. No, my wife didn't give birth to a child. We have two ferrets in the house. <laughs> now, that's insane when you have two dogs and one's a beagle who thought we brought home fast food, okay? <laughs> You might look and say, that was pretty insane that you did that. And you're right, it is. We have over 20 gerbils, okay, because my daughter loves gerbils, and we've been giving them away and taking them back to the pet store, and, and um, I mean, they just, multi man, they multiply fast. <laughs> and we have two dogs, and we have fish, and now we have two ferrets, and it's starting to see, be a little bit zoo-like in my daughter's room. But do you know why we're being so insane? Because my daughter wants to be a veterinarian. And if that's how she's wired and that's how God is moving her, then why would we say no? And my other daughter, Holly, she's an artist. Oh my goodness, have you ever lived with an artist? They're everywhere, okay? I mean, their stuff is everywhere. That's just how they, that's how they live. And so you get used to just having stuff everywhere. And you try to contain it. But we can't change her because she's an artist. Learn your kids. Learn your grandkids. And lift them up for who they are. But again, who needs to do the learning and the lifting? Our kids? Or us. See, isn't that funny? Parenting always starts with us. And when we understand what we're doing, it makes it that much easier. Okay, here's two more things. The other thing that parents need to do is set boundaries with appropriate discipline. I know that's a little gray. But discipline is usually according to each child because each child is different. And that's what we need to learn is, is how do we set those boundaries? And boundaries, with some kids, you set the boundaries and they never go to the boundary line. And other kids, you set a boundary and they live there. And I have two of each. And so some, we have to keep telling them what the boundary lines were because they think they're elastic. And others, you set the boundaries and they never even test them. 
Parenting has to be different for each child because each child is different. And God wired kids differently. And then the last one is teach life skills. Your role as a parent is to teach them how to, how to make it in life, how to balance a checkbook, how to do the laundry, how to take out the trash, how to, how to clean the house, how to do all those things that just need to be done. If you're a grandparent, let me give you three. Yours are simpler. You've got three L's. It's fairly easy for you. It's the, it's the first three is parenting. Live your faith. Live it. Model it for your kids. And model what you want your kids to know. Number two is love your kids. We can change that word to spoil your kids. You can do that as a grandparent. Just love the daylights out of them. You can spoil them. It's okay, because you can go home. <laughs> right? You know, get them that toy that makes all that noise, you know, and then smile and leave. You can do that. But the third one is the Lord. Do you pray with your grandkids? Do you take them to church with you? Do you bless them? Do they see Christ in you? I can tell you, it's so fun to watch my parents and my kids together. It's so fun. Because my parents are so influential in the lives of my kids, even long distance. And the faith of my parents, my, my kids get. The marriage, they get. They live their faith, my kids get it. And I, as a parent, just get to sit back and watch this amazing thing happen. Don't ever underestimate your role as a grandparent in the lives of your grandkids. But there's one more thing I just want to leave with you this morning. There's nothing more important that your kids understand that they need a Savior. And they know they need a Savior when they see that you have a Savior. When you realize, and your kids realize, that you've messed up, your kids do realize you mess up. Do you go before the Savior? Do you point them to the Savior? Because when your kids realize you have a Savior, then they can have a Savior too. But I want to go in this. I told you to turn in Ephesians real quickly. This is for kids for just a moment. Ephesians 6.1, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. There's only two things that kids are instructed to do. Be obedient and do what they're told. And to honor, that's lift up their parents, not mock them, ridicule them, slam them, say bad things about them. That's the only two things God is telling them to do. Be obedient to them and honor them. And then isn't it interesting that God circles back around and says to dads, verse 4, Fathers, don't exasperate your children. Instead, read it with me, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. What's your job as dads? Bring up your kids in the training and instruction of the Lord. That's what God gave you. And of course we mess up. And that's when we model the Savior who died for us and died for our kids.
Let's pray together. You know, God, this parenting thing is the hardest thing we've ever done. Our kids don't come with manuals. The culture is trying to take them in a direction that we don't necessarily agree with. All the technology is just making this accelerating and it's going faster than it's ever gone. Parenting is harder and, and getting to be more of a challenge. God, I pray for every parent here and every future parent here that you would instill upon their hearts a love for you. It starts with us, God. Teach us to love you with all our heart, soul, and mind, and strength so that we might impress that upon our kids and upon our grandkids. Help us to do that for the sake of Jesus. It's in his name that we pray and all of God's people said, amen.